It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> My name is Josh Peck, host of Peck Report on Daily Renegade. I used to suffer with chronic pain from a degenerative bone disease. I was hopelessly addicted to opioids without any end in sight. But then I discovered Kratom and CBD. I am no longer on prescription drugs and I have more energy and pain relief than ever before. Kratom and CBD have given me my life back without draining my bank account. If you too would like some minor to major pain relief, Kratom and CBD might be for you. Either click on the links in the description below this video or go to dailyrenegade.com on the top left banner or right side ad and check out Tropic Health Kratom and CBD. Use promo code HEALTH20 for 20% off your order and get your life back today. An already but not yet prophecy from the Bible is coming to fruition today. Rioters are coming after Christian churches, are coming after Christianity in itself, and we're seeing that begin now. It's going to continue. It's going to get worse. And as it turns out, this was the goal the whole time. All that and more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Welcome to Peck Report. Uh, So just a quick little update on Daily Renegade and Peck Report. We're finally back in the regular studio, as you can see. Uh, So for those of you who follow us for any length of time, then you'll know the past few episodes, uh, we haven't really been using this studio. And the reason for that is, um, you know, I have other ministries that I work with. I have a, a another job at Skywatch TV as a filmmaker running Skywatch Films. And we recently just did a uh, film that'll be released a little later this year. Very important film. It's now finished, but a lot of that I had to um, use my studio space to record in because in my area there's not a lot of spaces for that kind of thing. Also, I used my studio space here for the Stand 2020, the Defender Conference this year. Uh, As you know, um, we're not able to, because of all the COVID stuff, we're not able to gather together, so we're doing a virtual conference instead. Uh, So I used this area to record my presentations, which you absolutely should check out if you haven't had a chance to uh, sign up yet. Uh, You should go and do that. It is the Stand 2020 
conference. It's a Defender Conference. You can find more information on that at skywatchtv.com and skywatchtvstore.com, uh, both places you should check out. Um, but today I wanted to talk about you know so, some of these headlines and some, some things that aren't really reported on, specifically what are the prophetic implications of what's going on now. Now, we know very well all of the political implications of the riots and you know we we've we've heard from both sides um we we understand all that but what i i think we as christians make the mistake of thinking that first we have to take a political stand you know we ha- we have to define politically where we stand on these things and then uh frame everything else around that i don't think that's accurate i don't think that's right i think first we're christians and we need to remember our kingdom is not of this world. Now, we are supposed to be taking care of this world. We are supposed to be making disciples of all nations. So that's not to say that we, we have no role in this world. You know, we're not just, um, we're not just onlookers that are just passing by. We do have an active role here. Uh, but most importantly, we have to remember our home is not here. You know, we may be in the world, but we're not of the world, that kind of thing. So I think sometimes we do what the world does and we frame everything politically first and then we inject Jesus in there somewhere. Uh, that's never going to work because the truth that we have isn't a political truth. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ and you can't cram that into a political ideology or a political box. You know, we, we derive our politics from that, if anything. So, so we have it backwards. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the positions that we hold that all men are created equal. You know, all, all the things in the Constitution, it's Judeo-Christian values. That's what it is, and we get that we get that from Jesus. We get that from the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, but we get that from Jesus Christ. We learn that you know, in in heaven, all nations and tongues are are there. Uh, that that's where we that's where we get that the the gospel isn't just for Jew or Gentile, uh, it's for everybody. So that's where we that's where we learn those things. And so our politics, as Christians, our politics are 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 just like an offshoot from our faith. It's not the other way around. But I think a lot of times we make the political argument first, and then we try to work Jesus in there somewhere. It's not going to work that way. We gotta we gotta uh, we we, we gotta put the gospel first. That's the way we're going to reach people. So, you know, I, I think instead of arguing with people about politics, you know, before we even get to politics, we should be telling them about the gospel. Uh, and I, I don't see a whole lot of that. Because, you know, I mean, if you if you make a disciple of somebody, you know, you, you could you could have the most maniacal leftist in the world. But if you if you present the gospel to them and the Holy Spirit changes their heart, all the other stuff, all the political stuff, that that will come with time and maturity. You know, all all of that will fall in line on its own later. The starting point has got to be the gospel. You're not going to change somebody's mind just on politics and then they'll discover Jesus through that. I mean, that that could happen, I guess, but there there's a much better way to get there. There there's uh, that's more effective, and that's just going straight to the heart of the issue, which is the gospel of Jesus. You know, the only reason that these riots, all these things are happening, all all, all of this tension in the country right now, the only reason that any of it's there is because the enemy has been allowed into our camps, and it's because we're not taking the Great Commission seriously. We're not going out and making disciples of the people of our own nation, let alone all the other nations, as much as we should. 
mission trips are great, and I think it's good that you know we need to be going going out and spreading the gospel. But we 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 can't forget to do that here at home too. And that's not a job of just you know church organizations. That that's a job of every single individual. That that's a task that we've all been uh, handed by by Jesus. So if we're going to claim that we're following Jesus, that has to be a part of it. And you can, you can do that today without even leaving your home. I mean, it is better to leave your home, go to your neighbor's house, and tell them about Jesus if they don't know. But you, you can do that online. You can, you can make videos. You can share the gospel. You can do it in love. But I see so much vitriol and so much hate online. People, people want to score political points against their opponents rather than share the gospel with them. And I'm not perfect in this either. I've been known to do that too because there's, there's something very humanly satisfying about that. We we can't fall into that temptation. It, it's really really it's rooted in pride, and and again I'm throwing myself in that category too. So uh, we're we're all in the same boat there. I've done that. We all we all have to we all have to stop and uh, do you know we have to present the gospel first, because ultimately this is this is a prophetic event I believe that we're going through right now. And I want to share with you why I think that Th- these these riots, while it may start politically, um, I, I believe that the whole reason for it is to undo Christianity in this in this country. You know, th- think about the changes that these people want to make. You know, when you when you look at like the Black Lives Matter uh, website and see what they really stand for, it's like this Marxist communism kind of stuff. Well, think about what all that is. It's it's really just antithetical Christianity. It's 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 whatever Christianity is, this isn't. So while Christianity strives to see everyone as equal, the other side, the the anti-Christian crowd tends to see everybody in these groups, you know, and it's usually groups of victimhood. So this isn't a political argument, it's a spiritual one. They're looking at Christianity and they're seeing what can they do opposite. Now, most of the people involved in this, I believe they, they don't have that like in their minds. Like they, 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 it's not like all these people got together and decided, okay, we want to undo Christianity in this country. How are we going to do that? Well, first, first let's overreact about a COVID thing and then let's riot. And then, uh, you, you know, when, when a cop kills a, a, uh, black person, then we'll, we'll start rioting and we'll go crazy. That that's not, that's not it. The the people involved are just reactionary. They're 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 just reacting out of emotion and a lot of false information. Now, the agents that actually do have the plan are spiritual in nature, and we read about that in Ephesians six, uh, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers of darkness, and it, it ba- basically, you know, demons, uh, fallen angels. There's a there's spiritual agents that are pulling the strings that that they are they are tempting these people into these behaviors they're the ones with the plan that they're satan is the one with this overarching plan that spans across uh time so that's what we're seeing in our culture now and we we know where this leads uh, because the bible tells us and history tells us this has happened this type of thing has happened before that's why events in history are cyclical you know, time itself isn't a cycle. You know, time itself doesn't go back on itself. But the types of events in history do. That does happen. Um, so we've we've seen it before. The Bible even records it. So we we know that it's going to happen again. It's 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 this idea of looking at prophecy as like already but not yet. And some prophecy you can look at that way. And I believe this is one of them. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, a couple of Bible verses before we get into the stories here. Um, let's start in John, 
15, um, and let's start in verse 18. And I want to go through this and then on into the next chapter. So John 15, 18, and we'll just read from here and continue on. Uh, Jesus says, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So here, here we can even see how it's cyclical. It, Jesus is saying, if the world hates you, it hated me first. So that's going to happen. That's going to cycle around throughout time. And if you were of the world, the world would love you. Well, the world doesn't love Christians, never really has. The world doesn't love us right now. Um, you know, so, and it's because, it's because of this satanic attempt to, um, to dismantle Christianity. Uh, but therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. So these people are doing it because we follow Jesus, because they don't know God. They don't know God, which it, it makes them basically like a blank slate for Satan for Satan to pull their strings and tempt them into these evil behaviors. And because Satan is so against humanity, Satan will use humanity against itself. That, that's why typically you see people who engage in this kind of stuff, you, you also see them attack each other. Um, you, you see that a lot in even uh, other religions like Islam. Uh, so continuing on. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. So everybody in America, pretty much, I mean, I, maybe there's some outlier somewhere, but pretty much everyone in America has heard of Jesus. And and we, we have even based our system of laws around at least the basics of it, you know, like our constitution. We, we, we have we have formed that around biblical principles. All men are created equal, that, that kind of thing. Um, so no no one who is involved in all of these riots and all of this racial tension and stuff, uh, none of them are just oblivious to Jesus. And, and they have access to the information. You can go online for free. You can go to any public library, get online for free and read a Bible. You, you can go to any library and read a Bible. You can go to any church, and most churches have open doors, and you can just go and pick up a Bible and read it. Or you can you can ask the pastor, or you can you can get online and chat with any Christian, and most of them are going to be happy. Most of them will be happy to share the gospel um, with you for free. So we live in that type of culture, and there, there's such a freedom of information here uh, when it comes to Jesus. But these people are rebelling against it because, and it's because they understand what following Jesus means. It means you deny yourself, you follow Jesus, you, you don't get to do everything you want to do anymore. Race is not the most important thing anymore. You know, your, your your faith is Jesus Christ is. It's not really about you anymore. It's about Him. They know that. That's how they're. That's why they're rebelling against it. If they didn't know it, if they just had no clue, like it said here, like He says here, um, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now that they, but now they have no excuse for their sin. That, that's what we see uh, happening in the world right now. It says, whoever hates me hates my father also. So they, they can't claim to follow God and hate Jesus or, or deny Jesus and then follow some kind, of, some kind of God. It doesn't work that way. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and, hath, uh, and, and hated both me and my father. Um, 
but the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Now, again, all of this that Jesus is talking about, he's talking about Pharisees and stuff that witnessed him firsthand, but you can see how this ripples throughout history. Now, obviously, people alive right now, you would not be able to see, well, you wouldn't be able to say, well, you know, they they saw the works of Jesus in the first century, you know, in, in, in Israel. No, of course not. But they can see the ripples of what happened through that. Um, you know, they, they, they can see the effect that Jesus had. And if they actually looked at Jesus um, logically and consistently and not just wrote him off immediately, if they actually studied uh, studied it honestly, they would see there's a lot of evidence towards everything Jesus claimed being true, and all of the miracles being true. So in a way, people today can see that because they can look at the evidence, specifically the resurrection. That, that's, that's, like, that, that's so well got, documented and hi- historically true. There's so many reasons to, to believe the resurrection is a historical fact and that it wasn't some mistake or it wasn't like they, they hid the body. I mean, if you actually just look into that, you can just look into it for a day or two and you see all this overwhelming evidence. Lee Strobel is a great person to, to check out for that kind of thing. I mean, any, any, any apologist today, and there's a lot of them, there's just such a wealth of information. Uh, that there really is no excuse to not know this stuff unless the person has already decided in his mind they don't want anything to do with Jesus. And, and they have, and that's why they're, they're crazy now. They're being influenced by the enemy. Uh, because if you push Jesus out, well, now there's an emptiness there. There's a void. There's a vacuum. Now, now, now there's a vacuum there for Satan and, and demons to come in and influence people. Um, but the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. So you could even see, you could even sort of make allusions to that. You know, it's not a direct one to one, but you know, these people have their own law that they want to put into place. They, 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 their law must be fulfilled. That, that victimhood reigns and that there's systematic, uh, uh systemic oppression in this country, even though you can't prove that logically, you know, or factually, but they feel that that's the truth. And so they go with their feelings first and they try to work and twist everything around that their law must be fulfilled. Continuing on, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me and you, uh, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Um, all right, now let's continue on in, in John 16. I think this is really important, and this is kind of the basis of today's Peck report. Jesus says, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. All right, so I want to stop right there. We, we need to, all of these things are told to us so we don't fall away. Now, again, Jesus was speaking to the first century Jews at the time that, you know, he was speaking to his contemporaries, but we can learn from this. This is for us as well that we're, we're not, we, we, we can't, fall away. Now, how, how do we keep from falling away? We, we start to fall away when we put more importance on anything else, whether it's our political opinions, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, well, I have, I've got this conservative opinion and, and that's what I'm going to lead with. Well, you're starting to fall away because you're starting to lose sight of what's really important. I'm not saying that politics aren't important, but politics are an offshoot of your faith. That's where, that's where they come from. That, that's why you, you could even say that about a, an atheist conservative. The only the, the reason that they, they have those views, the reason that they've been gifted those views are because of people who held Judeo-Christian values that came before them. That's what this whole country was founded on, and that's why even atheists have exposure to that. Now, most, most atheists aren't 
conservative, but but still, it's 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 an offshoot of the faith. So we need to keep perspective, and and that's that's how we start to to keep from falling away. So Jesus told us this, so we don't fall away. They they will put you out of the synagogue. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. That's the prophecy that I want to focus on. They will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me, but I have said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them. So we need to remember that Jesus told us this. Now, yes, this did happen in the first century. This did happen. There was major persecution of Christians by by uh, other other Jews and and people you know people all around the world. Basically, everybody hated Christians, uh, and and then it you know it got to the point where everybody hated Jews too, and that that's just been a fact all throughout history. Um, but specifically with with this prophecy here, I call it a prophecy while it was also a historical fact because it's an already but not yet thing. It's a it's a historical it's a historical cycle. So yes, this did happen, but it's con- it's going to continue to happen, and it's going to happen in our country, and we're seeing the start of it now. Uh, this this whole thing, all these riots, this wasn't just to attack cops or attack the system or Trump or not even white people. But you can see you can see the progression. It, it's getting more and more laser focused onto Christians. And, and you know we we've seen examples of that with the COVID thing. Why why churches weren't allowed to open yet? You know, a- abortion clinics and and liquor stores and strip clubs, all that was fine. But you know, they they focused in on the churches. This whole thing is really an attempt by the enemy to destroy Christianity in this country, uh, because the enemy wants another Germany. You, you know, in World War Two. The enemy wants another USSR. The enemy wants another, uh, you know, just to- total dictatorship here because this is the freest country in the world right now. And that's why the enemy has uh, always had his sights on America ever since its founding. That's why even when America was founded, it was infiltrated by the enemy and human agents who were willing to participate uh, with the enemy. That's why there's so much like Freemasonry and stuff in our in our history. There's a lot of Satanism there. That doesn't mean they were all Satanist. And, and that does not mean that our country is not a Christian country. It just means that this this is a Christian country, yet the enemy tried to have his his plans done as well, and still is today. Um, and as long as human agents are around allowing it to happen, it's going to happen, which is why we, we have really needed to take the Great Commission seriously, and I, I don't think we really have as the church. Uh, I mean, why are there so few Christians in the country, few true Christians? We have a lot of cultural Christians. we got a lot of people who say they're Christian and don't really know what that means. Uh, but actual people who really follow Christ and would be willing to die for their faith, who would be willing to die then before they would ever kneel to anybody. You know, I, I don't kneel to anybody except Jesus Christ. That that should be basic 101 Christianity. You, you, you look through the history of Christianity and you see many, many martyrs, many people murdered, killed for their faith because they refused to bow to a king or to, to another person because that's, that, that, that gesture is reserved only for Jesus Christ. Um, yet you do, you do get a lot of so-called Christians today uh, who would be totally willing to kneel in front, you know, kneel to a person just because of their skin color. And just because of historical injustices that occurred, and they did occur, but just just because of those things that we had nothing to do with, we had no, nobody alive today had anything to do with any of that stuff. 
But there are people who want to keep stoking this racial flame because they're following their father, the devil. They're following the enemy. And they know that this is a way that they can dismantle the country. Now, why would the enemy want to dismantle the country? I mean, first, it's it's because they hate freedom, they hate Christians, and this is where Christianity has been most free. They want to kill Christians. But ultimately, ultimately, it's because God has plans in place. God has made, there are certain promises that God has made in the Bible to the church and to Israel. And the enemy has all, the, the enemy, they, Satan and demons and fallen angels, they're crazy. They're nuts. All right. They don't they don't think logically, but they know their only hope and it's not really hope, but their only hope is if they can prove God wrong. We got to remember, too, they're seeing God through a, a limited filtered lens like we do. You know, we, we can't. The only one who can know God, really know God for who he is and exactly how he is, is God. We can know things about God that he's revealed to us, but we don't no can can you like can you imagine what what is it like to be god we have no frame of reference for that right all i know what it's like to be a person i know what it's like to be me you know the person that i'm closest with in this life is, you know is my, my wife and and our kids and i'm close with them you know but i don't know what it's like to really be them so, you know, we, we, we can't know really what it's like to, to be God. We, we, we can't ever know God that intimately. Now, the cool thing is God does know us that intimately. His, his spirit lives in us, so he knows what it's like to be us in that sense. God knows everything. But, but we're limited. You know, we're, 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 we, we, our view of God is always going to be through some kind of uh, filter. Well, Satan has that too. So Satan probably thinks that God himself is a liar. Satan probably is betting that God is lying when he says he's all powerful and all knowing. Satan probably thinks that because, and, and you would think, well, he, he's been with God. He's been in heaven. How, how could he possibly think that? Well, how could we think that we've been on earth? We, we, we can see human bodies and we, you know, we can see the creation in front of us. We are a part of it. That doesn't matter. People saw the miracles that Jesus did. People saw those miracles, and still they denied him. That do, it doesn't matter if, if Satan was face-to-face -face with God, because still, while Satan could be in the presence of God, Satan still is going to, that, that, that presence that's still filtered uh, through, you know, whatever kind of sense of sight Satan has. I don't know how it works with angels, but, uh, you know, you know um, so because of that, Satan knows that his only chance, because there's no redemption for him, there's no redemption for demons or fallen angels. Jesus didn't die for them. He died for us. Uh, and be because they know that there is no hope for redemption, their only chance is that God lied, God's not all-powerful, and if they can prove him wrong on something, then they have legal ground to uh, kick him off his throne and take over heaven. And that, that is, that's what you see all throughout the Bible. That, that, that's what guides the enemy. And that's what you're seeing in our country right now. So that's, that's why they hate Christians. That's why, because we have certain promises. God has promised us certain things. So if Satan can eradicate all the Jews or can eradicate all of Christianity, God can't fulfill those promises, and then Satan would have legal right to take over his throne. Of course, that's never going to happen. You see, that, that's, how, that, that's, why, that's why just believing in God isn't enough. That's why it says in the Bible, you know, uh, you know demons, Satan himself, fallen angels, they, they believe in God. You know, they know God exists, 
And, and, and God is still so powerful to them that they shake in his presence. They're scared of him. They're frightened of him. But they don't have faith in him. You know, they don't know him the way that, the way that we should. And same with these people who would, uh, who would deny Jesus so quickly, these cultural Christians. So we got to keep all that in mind in light of what's going on in our country right now, in, in, in the world. It's not just about the riots. It's not just about race relations. You know, it's not, it's not like if we can just construct the perfect logical argument to show them how they're mistaken, then they'll understand and we can all get along. No. See, that is our problem. And I keep seeing Christians do this over and over and over again online, even very well-meaning, very good Christians, very, very faithful Christians, uh, Christians who probably have more faith than I do. I, I see them fall into this, this trap, and that's what it is. It's a trap. It's never going to work that way. We need to put all that aside and share the gospel with them. You know, we need, we need, to, we need to start them off correctly. Share the gospel with them. Because even if you got them to agree to your political standpoint, even, okay, let's say that you, were, you managed to turn a liberal into a conservative, but they're still not a Christian. What, what good is that? Really, what good is that? The, the best you could say is, well, the world is a little bit better of a place. That may be, but this world, uh, who cares? This world is not, th th this, this world is temporary, this this age that we're living in of, of sin and, 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 and corruption, this is just temporary. We read in the Bible, there is going to be a new heavens and new earth. Who cares if the world is a little bit better of a place? I mean, you know, we do need to care about that, but not 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 by sacrificing the gospel. It would be a better place if you made a disciple of this person, they became a Christian, and then they could go and make, make Christians of other people then it would be a much better place and more in line with God's plan. God's plan isn't to turn the world into a bunch of conservatives. He's, his plan is to turn the world into Christians, to get them saved, to be reconciled to them. And then the conservatism and all that, will, will, that will naturally follow. That will come later. So that's what we need to that's what we need to focus on. Uh now there are there are things that um we do need to talk about because when we witness to people they may have questions. They may say, "Well, you know, you you Christian you 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 Christians supported racism in the past, you know, you you used the Bible to justify slavery." And don't get mad when they ask that. You have to you have to remember what kind of world these people were brought up in. What kind of schools we have now. They don't know any better. If if they're even asking the question, praise God that they're at least asking and willing to hear your answer. Because most people would just shut you down immediately, and they don't want to hear what you say because of the color of your skin, because you're you're white. Um, and I know not everybody watching this is white, but you 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 get my point. Um, you know if 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 you're if you're black and you're a Christian and you know have conservative leanings they have they have a whole set of names uh for you so i mean it's the, it's the it's the same antagonistic spirit uh but my my main point is this is why we need to share the gospel first because if we had a bunch of real Christians in the country we if these if these rioters if somebody if somebody had actually taken time to witness to them now maybe somebody did witness to them and they rejected Jesus that's that's going to happen with some people 
I'm not under some fantasy that we that that every single person is going to accept Jesus. But I really believe that if all Christians took the took the Great Commission seriously, I really believe the majority would be strong-willed Christians, would be strong Christians. Now, technically the majority of this country is Christian, technically. But it's a weak, it's a weak kind of it's just a weak Christianity. It's 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 uh it's it's like a not wanting to offend anybody kind of Christianity. It's not the kind of strong Christianity that the apostles uh, spread across the world. You know, they 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 were they were strong and willing to lose their lives over it. That's not really the type of majority of Christianity we have here in America. So, and because of that, because it's so weak, it's crumbling. It, 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 it's crumbling. I mean, it's just like Jesus said: if you if you build a house on sand, it's gonna it's gonna crumble. You know, you need to build your house on the solid rock that's Jesus. Don't twist Jesus's words to uh, make him say something he didn't say because you would prefer it that way. You know, no, you you twist your own wants and desires and beliefs and opinions around what Jesus said, around the original context of what he was talking about, and not a lot of Christians are willing to do that. So, um, but that's that's the prophecy that that they're 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 these rioters these these people in this country that we have allowed we've allowed this to grow, uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not totally putting the blame on on all Christians, but you know because there there are a lot of really good Christians out there much better than myself. There are a lot of Christians that are much better than me, and and they have been on on the front lines, you know, getting out there witnessing to people doing street evangelism, going door to door, and that's that's awesome. Um, but I believe that, by and large, Christians that put the conservatism ahead of the Christianity, meaning we don't we, we like to be left alone. We want to mind our own business. We, we, we want to be left alone, and we don't want to bother anybody. That is us putting our conservatism ahead of our Christianity, because that's a very conservative way to think. I'm not even saying it's necessarily wrong. In, in a lot of ways, in, in, in a lot of factions in life, that's that's the right approach. Um, but that, that's only politically in, in government. You know, when, when it comes to Christianity, we can't be like that. We can't just say, well, I want to be left alone and mind my own business. Are you kidding me? That is denying the Great Commission. That is denying exactly what Jesus Christ has called you to do. You don't get to mind your own business when it comes to the gospel. You don't get to just be left alone when, when, it, when it comes to what Jesus has commanded you to do. No, you... you if you're going to be a Christian, you don't get to do that. You're, you're, that's, that's part of something that you're sacrificing. You get to get out there and preach the gospel, and you, you had better go and tell people about Christ. Because Jesus is going to have some words for you if you don't. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that you're not going to be allowed in. You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, God's the one that's going to judge you. Jesus is going to judge you. I, I, I don't know. I just know that if you if you don't take the Great Commission seriously, Christians before you who came before you gave up their lives, and it wasn't just so you could have a better life, so you could have a more comfortable and convenient life. No, it was so you could get out there and do the same. It, it's because this life is not what it's all about. It's about the next life. It's so you can get out there and lose your life too, if that's what it comes to, so that there can be more people in heaven, more people saved out of hell, more people who are being reunited with Jesus, as, as that, that was always supposed to be the plan. 
You know, our role in existence was always uh, to be with God. But we as humans, and we all share a part in that because all of us have sinned, we messed up that plan. And so we got some cleanup to do. And that, that might mean that we have to lose our lives. I mean, you're, you're eventually, eventually you're going to lose your life anyway. You know, whether, whether you're killed for your faith or you get some disease or just old age comes and gets you. I mean, either way, you're going to lose your life. Either way, we have that physical death penalty. So it's coming no matter what. It's not, it's not insensitive to say like, no, if it comes to it, you, you, you got to lose your life for Jesus. You just, you, you have to, if you're going to be a Christian. And I know that, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a father. I, I have a wife. I have four kids. I'm a father. I I don't I don't want to lose my life. Nobody does. But it would be completely and wildly unchristian and inappropriate of me to say, "Well, I have a family though. I have kids. You know, my my, my life is more more important than somebody who just doesn't have a family." And I do believe that's part of why Paul said it's better to just not be married. He was it, he was it wasn't an, an admonishment on marriage. It's just you, you know that. What should be first and foremost in your mind is spreading the gospel, and it's easier if you don't have a family. It's easier if you're not married because you're not you're not abandoning or, or leaving behind. Abandoning is the wrong word, but you're not leaving behind people who are dependent on you. But it doesn't matter because ultimately, I know, God, like if something happens to me, God's going to take care of my kids. He's going to take care of my wife, and and no matter what happens in this life, we're not going to really be separated because. We're all Christians. We're, we we all have a covenant with Jesus that we've uh, entered into, and and we're we're living out that covenant that that by Jesus' blood we're saved. So you know, so we don't have this physical life for a little while. So what? We have an eternity uh, an eternity to look forward to. That that's what it's all about. So we need to keep that perspective. You know what I would love to see is I would love to see a bunch of Christians go to these rioters with food and Bibles and just peaceably, peacefully go and talk to them about Jesus. And yeah, a a lot of Christians will be killed in doing that. But what did the first century Christians do? They did that. They ministered to people. They ministered to people that were being oppressed. They they ministered, they even ministered to the, the, the oppressors. And a lot of them got killed. But look at what happened. Christianity spread like a wildfire. We had the Enlightenment. I mean, there, there was so much good that came out of that. But the, I mean, not even just culturally. That that's like that that's like just the result. You know, that's that's just secondhand goodness. You know, that that's just that that that's just what follows. the The real goodness, the real goodness, is that people were being reconciled to Jesus. People were being reconciled to God. People were 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 finally able to to realize what they were created for. I mean that's amazing. That that's such a freeing thing. And we should want to share that with people. All right. Now there are um there are political arguments that people will bring up. Uh they they will ask about. You, you know, they they like like I mentioned, they'll they'll say, Well, what about slavery in the Bible and what about what about slavery in Christians' history and all that? Um and I we do gotta get into that because I, I have some things to say about that. Uh one more example just real quickly about how um, they're coming for Christians. Uh, NPR just put out this article, and in the members-only section, I want to get into it a little bit, but white supremacist ideas have historical roots in U.S. Christianity. That's actually a headline now. 
that came out from N- from NPR, a huge organization, and that is a headline that just came out. Just just unapologetically, they're they're not embarrassed about it. Just this is their position. So I I wrote. Um, uh, yes, they are coming after Christianity next because there, there's this question online: like, are they coming after Christianity next? You know, first it was the cops, and you know, then it was white people. Is it Christianity next? Technically, yes, but that was the plan the whole time. So I said, you know, though this was always the plan, we need to remember there is a spiritual enemy pulling the strings of spiritually dead humans. These people have no idea what the end game is, but agents of darkness do, and the plan was always to come after Christians and Jews. We could reduce their numbers by taking the Great Commission seriously, going out and making disciples, but I fear too many Christians are too comfortable keeping to themselves and minding their own business. The problem is, while we're not spreading the true gospel... The enemy is spreading a false gospel across the country and world, and millions upon millions of people are are believing it. We need to prepare for what's ahead. It's not too late for us to put politics aside and share Jesus with our unbelieving neighbors. Let's keep political discussions amongst ourselves within the body of believers so we're not giving lost people an excuse to write off everything we say about Jesus. There's a lot of people that aren't willing to do that. They want to they want to spew their political opinion and the conservatives too. We all want to spew our uh, we want to like spew it across the world even to people who don't share our faith. Why would we want to do that? All we're doing is giving them an excuse to write us off and to deny Jesus. But we're so in love with our own opinions, even if they're true. We're so in love with those that we think that that's most important. That's what these people really need to hear. Is is what we think about systemic oppression or something no we got that backwards we got that totally backwards these political discussions should be kept within the body of christ because all we're doing is giving non-believers an excuse to not believe in jesus Uh, so individually and i'm just talking about me and you here i'm not talking about people in places of political power i'm not talking about any of that i'm talking about just as christians these political discussions that we have should be kept in our own groups you know, we can we can make YouTube videos. I make YouTube videos, but my target audience is not non-believers. I don't go to some non-believer uh their their thread and then just put in a bunch of conservative opinions just just to antagonize them or just to show how smart I am. If I if I get if I get a a non-believer that comes to me on my page and has questions, then I'll answer the questions. But Ultimately, we got to put the focus, uh, the focus has got to be on Jesus, not our own opinions, uh, our own political stuff. Um, we got to keep, we got to keep that stuff amongst ourselves. Um, the gospel is infinitely more important than our political opinions anyway. The false gospel has been allowed to spread across our land like a wildfire, and we're just now starting to choke on the fumes. Let's use the cleansing water of the Holy Spirit to extinguish these flames. It's time to let our light out of their baskets. Learn how, and you know that biblical reference, learn how to love and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. It's either that or we give up everything our brothers and sisters spent their lives building for us, those who came before us, those Christians who came before us. Then when we see them in eternity... We will get to explain to them why we surrendered instead of fighting like they did. What possible excuse could we give for that? What would we say? Well, well we were too focused on our own opinions. You know, we, we have a long lineage of martyrs, of, of, of Christians who go out and spread the gospel. We have a long lineage of that. What is our generation doing? Are we doing that same thing? 
Do we have that same passion and, and fire that comes with the Holy Spirit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really seeing it. What I'm seeing is a lot of political stuff. And I'm not seeing um, that much focus on Jesus. You know, we're, we're, we're real, com we have it backwards. You know, we're real, com within our own groups, we'll talk about Jesus all day and how great he is. But then on the outside world, we pretty much stick with like our political leanings. You know, pro-life versus pro-abortion, you know, that kind of stuff. And look, I do the same thing. I put up a bunch of pro-life stuff, but it's I, it's it's always because of um, uh, the sanctity of life from my standpoint as a Christian. You know, I I don't I don't really care about the politics of it. I I only care enough about the politics of, of what will what will get this scourge to end. But anyway, we're we're really comfortable talking about Jesus within our own groups. But then when it comes to non-believers when it comes to the rest of the world we're we're real comfortable blasting them with our political opinions and slamming them and owning them and all of this stuff we have it totally backwards it should be the other way around we keep our political discussions amongst ourselves and we can talk and debate and all of that is great i love that you know we can do that amongst ourselves with our brothers and sisters in christ and we'll actually have productive arguments and discussions because we know that we have a common thing you know jesus christ we know ultimately that jesus is our savior we are brothers and sisters we have this common thing that we can all hold to we don't have that with non-believers we don't even have the constitution anymore we don't have that commonality so we need to keep political discussions amongst ourselves and then we need to go out and talk about jesus with the rest of the world with the rest of the these non-believers we need to we need to bring them into the fold. We need to we need to witness to them and talk to them about Jesus and how good Jesus is and how they can be saved too and they can have eternal life and and we need to talk about the resurrection and all of that stuff even if it gets us killed, especially if it gets us killed. Cuz that's the only thing that's going to create a culture where they're not killing Christians anyway. More and more Christians need to be need to be need to be made. So we have this thing totally backwards. Um but ultimately, like I said, they they likely will have some political questions, so we do need to get into some of that, and I do want to talk about that from a Christian standpoint. We're going to do that in the members-only section, so uh, if you haven't had a chance, go on over to dailyrenegade.com and become a member today. It is, only, uh, it, it is only $10 a month or $100 a year. Get the $100 a year because you get uh, two months for free that way. And you just got to pay for it once. You don't have to think about it again. And listen, the, the great thing about being a member is you get articles that you can't find anywhere else online. Uh, they, they are for members only. But also you get a lot of content that you cannot find on YouTube. It's members only content for a reason because YouTube kept delete. They delete this stuff. They delete it. So you can't find this anywhere else. Uh, so go become a member and you can get the rest of this pack report and so much more. It's not just pack report. We have a lot of shows uh, that you can find. You'll definitely find something that you like. Head on over to daily, dailyrenegade.com and become a member today. All right. Uh, so everybody uh, viewing for free, thank you so much. Members, hang on the line. We got a lot more to get to. Everybody else, thank you for viewing. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us online. Uh, you can even go and make a, a free membership at Daily Renegade. A lot of stuff will you know you won't be able to access, but you can go and create a, a, an account anyway for free, dailyrenegade.com, and, and check it out. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Thank you so much, and until next time, take care and God bless.
family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.